0: Hey guys, I am super stoked to let you know that longtime friend of the show and all around great dude, Christopher Moreno, has become the first regular sponsor of the Liberty Tree podcast. Chris is a realtor at Surter Properties in Orange County, California, and he specializes in residential real estate. I have personally known Chris since I was 18 years old and can say without hesitation that he is one of the most honorable and loyal friends that I have ever had. If you were to hang out with Chris for five minutes, you would see that other people feel the exact same way about Chris. He's probably one of the most likable people on the planet. And it's no shock that he's in the top 1% of realtors in Orange County. You know, we talk a lot on this show about the dismal state of affairs here in California. And from time to time, I entertain the idea of moving to another state. But at the end of the day, I always come back to the idea that I'm just too much of a stubborn prick to leave. You know what I mean? I'm not leaving.
1: (laughs) I'm not leaving. I'm
2: not fucking leaving! (laughs) The show goes on! wrecking ball to take me out of here. <laughs> They're going to need to send in the national guard of fucking SWAT team, because I ain't going no way.
1: <laughs> Fuck them. I mean, let's
0: face it. The socialists are coming for every red corner of every purple state, and they are not leaving any rock unturned. If we want an end to tyranny, we need to fight it right here where we stand, and we have to destroy it. So if you want to come to California and help us fight this fight, or if you're already in California and you just want to relocate and live in a more conservative community than you currently do, Orange County might be the place for you, and Chris Moreno is definitely the guy to help you do that. Chris and his team bust their asses for all of their clients, from condos to oceanfront homes, bungalows to Bayside. No matter your criteria, Chris will work to get you and your family into the right place for you guys.
3: There we go. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up?
4: You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it? Forget it. Let's see hey, where i uh, Now look, here's a house full it, of
3: bees.
0: It feels like
3: you think like the a honey a badger cares? It so doesn't so give far. a shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. <laughs> Price is right. Guns
0: don't kill people. I I'm 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 in i
3: There are certain bands I go through. Well, my mainstays have kind of stayed pretty consistent throughout my life. Mostly a lot of like hardcore Mm -hmm. and death metal, country, (laughs) reggae. (laughs) But there are certain bands that I will go back and listen to. I'm like, yeah, just I can. That was a certain period of my life. Not so much into it anymore. Hives are kind of a mainstay. Yep. Yeah. That's just such good, fun rock and roll.
0: They are so goddamn good. Yeah. They They did that sound, in my opinion, better than any other band yeah and I've heard people talk shit about him
3: really yeah what's what's the critique
0: I think I heard Gavin McGinnis saying that uh, he was talking about the strokes and Ryan brought up the hives on accident uh-huh and he was kind of like um, I can't remember what he said but he was saying that the hives were lame really and I was like the strokes like pale in comparison hives are way cooler than the strokes way cooler way better such <laughs> great music the the strokes remind me of just like just like a poppy like yeah i always
3: feel flash like flashing the pan well they're they they kicked off that era of that lo-fi rock and roll kind of style but the highs were doing that way longer i mean they came out of the more of a punk rock hardcore scene they're swedish right yes yeah
0: yeah they do good music what are you gonna do what it is about the swedes <laughs> so uh I was listening to this podcast called Free Economics. Perhaps you heard of it. Yes, Free Economics Radio is a. It's like a NPR kind of mainstream, uh-huh. middle of the road podcast that you would not hear anything controversial, on you would think right. But the guy Stephen Dubner, who does the podcast, he is actually really honest and really uh-huh. on well, a lot of things. Well he's
3: a statistics freak. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's not an economist, but he's like a economics enthusiast. Yes, I think. And they did a great episode on rent control. Oh really? I would highly recommend. Interesting. In fact every elected official should be forced to listen to this episode <laughs> that'll happen basically <laughs> about how, <laughs> about how shitty rent control is all the negative externalities of rent control, what uh-huh. it does to drive up the cost of housing and mm-hmm. creates a black market and, um, all the shit that we you know would assume and stuff that we talk about, but yeah, but that doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> exactly. People don't listen to that, uh, that podcast and get, the core economics out of it. They get the feel good part out of it. But like, I guarantee that's one of the least (laughs) decisions are made now episodes. (laughs) Anyways, I've been listening to it lately and he's, he did this three part series on Adam Smith, the father of Uh modern economics basically. And I went into it just kind of expecting it to trash him because Mm -hmm. the left loves to trash Adam Smith. Right. Even though his uh, first book, uh, something like, a theory for uh, moral uh, moral sentiment or or something like that uh-huh. um, is all about um, uh, basically how to be moral and, and, and be a good person in the world and how to look out for poor people and uh, a theory of moral sentiments it's called okay um, and his second book was um, the wealth of nations mm-hmm and so those are kind of like his only two books, anyways, the right gravitates towards the wealth of nations. the left would you know understandably be more about gotcha, a, a theory of moral sentiments, yeah, right? what Makes we're talking about is your <laughs> <perfect, laughs> what you're essentially talking about is your feelings of the free market, yeah, more or less. well, the first one is not about the free market, uh-huh, but the second one is the Wealth of Nations is about the free market, right, okay, anyways, I went into this uh podcast thinking this is going to be just kind of trashing. Adam Smith. Turns out it's actually very, very honest, just like a lot of his uh, podcasts tend to be. And I would highly recommend it because it really kind of puts like a clear kind of picture of who Adam Smith was, Uh how brilliant he was, who his brilliant friends were. um, And it kind of turned me on to some other um, economists and other writings and
3: stuff that I thought was pretty cool. But Um, it's interesting because I remember reading Freakonomics. Jeez. 15 years ago, maybe yeah, quite a while ago. And then reading, he did Socceronomics too, right? No. Okay. That was inspired by, okay. That was inspired by. Yeah. Also a great book. Yes. Pretty interesting. Totally. Uh, What's cool about that book is even if you're not a soccer fan, it's just philosophies and ideas. So yes. it, they use that as the conduit to explain like kind of larger thought paradigms, which makes it super interesting. Totally. But I have never heard of the Freakonomics podcast. I've heard of the Freakonomics podcast, but I've never listened to it.
0: I would say if you're going to listen to one episode, listen to that Rent Control. This is the Rent Control one? Yeah. This is a recent one. No. No?
3: It's probably five years old. Okay. It's so good though. Yeah. I mean, it really like. I remember just- this being a hot button topic. Well, about five years ago, when it was yeah. kind of a speaking of flash in the pan and then just kind of disappears, and people are on to the next thing. Rent control, just
0: like any sort of central control, <laughs> is one of the favorite topics of the communists that are taking over our world right now. So um, it'd be good to be armed when you're talking to them. And that the just it's just so blatantly obvious that rent control is a terrible terrible right. idea there is no example of it ever working out the way that they say it's going to work out and all it does is create these t- horrible situations it's yeah. like it should never even come up you should be laughed at if you bring up the idea but nope because nobody reads <laughs> anything no one listens to the podcasts like that and anyways there's this part in
3: the- see i came armed for bear uh, for holiday dinner with ukraine but no one brought it up i'm like god damn it man. Is anybody gonna take <laughs> Did the bait? all this work for nothing <laughs>
0: Those are good mashed potatoes. Are those you, Ukrainian uh, style <laughs> mashed potatoes? Anyone? No.
3: Okay. Wife looking across the like, table. Stop it!
0: Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! <laughs> so uh, there was this part that came up in the Adam Smith podcast where uh, a friend of his was getting worried about him about Adam Smith mm-hmm. because he was spending too much time like by himself and thinking about these. Thoughts, right? This I is, you and I were talking about this. This and- is the Scottish um, Enlightenment happening, right? Some of the greatest ideas that that we all are benefiting from today came out of this period where Adam Smith was in Scotland. That our founding fathers were very influenced by those guys. Yeah. And here's Adam Smith's friend. He's like worried about him because he's spending too much time thinking about these great thoughts. Uh-huh. And so he writes this play. And in the play, he writes about Adam Smith's mom. Being worried about him. His play, Here's What Yule Has Smith's Mother Saying to Him
4: You need help. You spend hours talking to yourself, conversing with some imaginary companion. You're distracted, absent minded. Lord, one morning you walked several miles along the seafront in your nightshirt. You don't look at me when I talk to you. You've simply withdrawn from me. I cannot and I will not tolerate it.
3: This is a little bittersweet because those are all things that I do.
4: That's what
0: I'm saying. I'm like, the man is thinking, would you leave him the fuck alone? He's coming up with some of the greatest ideas that the world has ever been exposed to. And all you can think about is you don't talk to me. You're not looking at me. Oh, you're just staring off into the distance. I'm thinking. (laughs) It just struck me as so funny. Leave the man alone. About what? Nothing. Yeah. Stuff. Insert the meme where the man has a time machine <laughs> and he goes
3: back in <laughs> time to change the world. Yeah, I'm notorious in this house for giving my uh, TED talks because I'll you know go on a deep dive on, on you know on the podcast. I'm like that is interesting. I'm gonna look that up and I start like researching, researching. And then I barge out of the studio here into the kitchen. And my poor wife was just trying to like enjoy breakfast. Some started thinking about like, are you looking at you know this and this and this? And she goes, Can you go do errands or do something? Go
0: back not, into the podcast. You're the- not
3: taking all week off, are you?
0: <laughs> no, no. Three days later you're still at home.
3: <laughs> you told
0: me that yesterday.
3: Yes. I gotta get to work. I, yeah. It hasn't <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah, for the sake of my wife. Yeah. Still, still haven't made it there. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Let's, uh, let's get serious.
2: Good morning. Time to get
0: up and go to work. So, did you hear about San Bernardino voting to... mm consider secession from California? Really? Yeah. Wow. Pretty cool, huh? You and I are big uh, secession mm-hmm. proponents. Saying
2: so long, California? Voters in San Bernardino County are so frustrated with the political direction of the state, they voted to consider seceding and forming their own state. The advisory ballot proposal directs local officials to study the possibility of secession. However, secession would need to be approved by the California legislature and Congress, both of which are said to be highly unlikely.
3: I just had a memory of when we had to make a, in sixth grade, if I'm not mistaken, a cardboard map of Europe. And we had to cut out every country. So it fit together like a puzzle and every country was a different color. It's Gertrude calling. Oh, Gertrude. Hey.
0: How's it going? Good. Are you podcasting? Yeah. Oh. Right now? Yeah. You're on there.
2: No, I'm not.
0: Yeah, you are.
2: Oh, great. You <laughs> <laughs> should <or> hang up. <laughs> okay.
0: Be home in a little bit. I didn't want to wake you guys. You are so slumbering so peacefully on the couch. I
2: know. All right. Uh, I wanted something. You have your laptop?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Okay. This is not good radio, babe. <laughs> Are you bad serious? pod,
2: I'm right? Really <laughs> okay, bye. bye.
3: <laughs> so, uh, you were saying, and that um, if you did everything right, you got an A, but we had a couple friends because of Luxembourg at that time. Ah. I just marked my age right there. They're like, well, I just connected to this other country. because you, I mean you mean you marked your age? I mean, Luxembourg. Is Luxembourg still a country? Yeah. All right, whatever. <laughs> What, what year is it <laughs> really <laughs> and they had a C. like no you had to cut out every country because luxembourg i mean the logistics of cutting it out in cardboard were m- near impossible so now i'm thinking like kids are gonna have to do the same thing for a u.s state and they're like uh you, i saw you connected san bernardino to california like uh, you need to cut that out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> so uh you have to give you a C there, Tammy. <laughs> Have you, uh, Fucking you know who, bullshit secession?
0: <laughs> you know who, uh, Gutfeld is? I think it's Green. yes, Gutfeld. Great Gutfeld show. Yeah, um, is he Fox? Fox, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, he's pretty funny, yeah, uh, kind of goofy, which I like. Uh, he was ha- on his show, he, they brought up this idea of secession, mm-hmm. and uh, you and I are proponents of secession because we feel that, correct me if I'm putting the wrong words in your mouth here, but Mm -hmm. we feel that a uh, civil separation is better than a civil war. Correct. And the path that we're on looks like we might be heading towards civil war. In fact, some people like Tim Pool say it's already started. Right. So the idea of secession... Basically, is just saying that people have the right to rule over themselves and not be ruled by some correct, you know, douchebag like Gavin Newsom, mm-hmm. All right? And that's great, but we would take it a step further and say that you don't have to be ruled by Joe Biden either, right? And the rest of the the country, mm-hmm. and that you could not only secede from California but secede from the the federal government, the government at, at large, correct? And people like Pete Quinones will <laughs> talk sometimes about the idea of ten thousand. Liechtenstein's not to be confused with Luxembourg and say that, you know, if I got to put Liechtenstein on this map. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll say, take the
0: C I'll take the C. <laughs> so, uh, that would mean that, you know, San Francisco could be its own country and LA could be its own country and right. you know, why not? Um, and I think that we both are proponents of that, but uh, I just thought it was interesting what they were saying about it, And I want to get your reaction to it. You know, uh, Sonny, I, you know every, it's no secret that California is awesome because of its weather and, and its amazing location. Secession makes sense
3: because you get to stay there, but you lose the policies. This seems like the perfect idea.
2: No, it, it, you cannot run from it. You like Republicans need to understand you're eventually going to run out of red space. Mm-hmm. If every single place you go to, you let Democrats run you out. You are the bitch in that situation. And you need to change, <laughs> you need to change your status and learn how to fight back, how to actually like take over, how to win an argument like it, it, we're going to all be in the little tip of Florida at some point, <laughs> like living off on top of each other like we're in China in in, in Uyghur place. Like, that's where we're going to be at soon, trying to fit all of us who are sane and think that money actually should have value and not just print it frivolously. All of us are going to be living on top of each...
0: Okay, so I tried to figure out who she was. You, I, yeah, I was going to ask, do you I, know who that gets is? I don't. Yeah. Um, Man, she brought the fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, she is 100% right, but I think she is just missing the one part. And that's that I don't think secession is you is the same as you leaving California. Cause Kay. I agree with her. If she's talking about people that are moving out of California mm-hmm. to go to Tennessee, like we were looking at doing or Texas or wherever, which yes. there were, I think 300,000 people that just
3: moved out of California. Yeah. I think, <laughs>
0: was that right? Yeah. Cause it yeah. was a net loss and, of like
3: 80,000, right? Yeah. And that Texas and Florida had more people moving into, into their states than any of their state in the union. Yeah. I just saw this morning.
0: And, you know, maybe Florida, you could make an argument for but Texas, it's not like all those people went to Texas and changed Texas into a deep red state. Right. You know, Texas is a pretty purple yeah, state. So I think she's 100% right. I think, and I've said that for a while, that if you leave California, they're going to follow you. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just, I was telling James the other day, like, if, if you guys leave and you find your red, you know, bastion, then it's going to be up to your boy to have this fight mm-hmm. when his generation, when it's their turn and they're being pushed out by all the lefties. I think we all need to stay and fight. But the idea of seceding to me is winning a fight. It is winning an argument. You're saying, "No, fuck off. I'm not abiding by your laws anymore. Mm-hmm. Not not in San Bernardino. You know, not in the state of Jefferson. <laughs> We're not doing it anymore. You guys can have your communist utopia, leave us the fuck out of it. Right. And we're carving out our own little section here and you can just stay away. Yeah. Two
3: totally different things. Uh, I agree with that. And actually funny enough, my wife talked because we were really starting to think about moving out of the state and really kind of looking at other places. Right. And my wife talked me out of it. She goes, why, why should you leave? I'm like, I just, I can't handle it. I just, I can't handle just the policies here, the taxes, just everything The you know, the, the homeless, the crime, everything is just bowling me over. But the worst part about it is that everyone, I feel like everyone around me goes like, "What? There, there's nothing going, there's nothing wrong here. There's nothing wrong. I'm like, you don't see this. Like you're, you're, aren't you tired of your car getting broken into over and over your house getting broken into like homeless tents, like everywhere, you know, paying this much for taxes and getting like no, like perceivable return on that. You know yeah. what I mean? The roads are fucking dog shit. The schools are, what, what are the California schools? Are 48th in the nation, right. I think at this point. And she actually brought me around. She said, why should you, this is where you're from. This is, I mean, and I do agree with this. This is the most beautiful state ever. 100%. We have everything here. We have the ocean. We have the mountains. We have a desert. We have the forest. We have everything. Because why should you leave the place that you love? Like, why don't you make your voice heard and make a stand? Yeah. And here's this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> That's
0: what we're doing. I, cause I think she's absolutely right. We, eventually, everyone's going to be in the little tip of Florida. You're all, she was right. Absolutely. Key West. And these policies that suck in California, it's not like the rest of the country sees that and goes, Oh, we don't want that. No, they're all adopting yeah. these policies. Yeah. And the people that are moving out of California, While a lot of them vote probably like we do. A lot of them are not as, Extreme as we are, Mm -hmm. and if if you're not an extremist or a radical the way we are, then that means that you're probably okay with some of this stuff that's going on, Mm -hmm. and you're most likely leaving for better taxes or something, right? You know, or so that your kids don't have to um, be shut down, locked Mm -hmm. out of school. But that's to say, you are bringing your other those other ideas It's baggage that you're taking with you. And eventually that is going to change those states. And so you're going to have to make a stand somewhere. You might as well do it in a beautiful place like California. Yes. Surrounded by your family. (laughs) Exactly. And everything, you know, (laughs) who also disagree with you.
3: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I would quibble with one part of the scenario that, um, I don't know who that woman is, but what she proposed in that, um i know she's just kind of riffing and she did a very beautiful job of articulating her idea but um it's the amount of people that might be more aligned with the things that we talk about here that that is not going to just simply take up the geographical region of the very tip of southern florida it's a lot more people than we think and that's the, the notion of the silent majority we think yeah and we there are a lot more people like that's been the beauty of this podcast is us networking and connecting with other people other podcasters like you know now we even call some of these people our peers which is awesome by the way because now the way that i feel about meeting my favorite band in my 20s and now i'm like talking online with my favorite podcasters I'm like this is amazing i've been listening to this guy for three four years (laughs) like this This is is incredible it's uh there's a lot more people out there then I think people are led to believe especially in a place that is just um, ideological ideologically homo- homogeneous as a place like California
0: yep yeah I know I agree and uh, they just don't. It's not in our DNA to be loud and proud about it. Yeah,
3: the way it is for. Yeah, I don't want to stereotype. I've I've had this discussion with a friend recently, and I think, and just by virtue of whatever culture is Im- embedded in whatever specific ideology is, that people more I don't know red leaning or conservative people tend to keep it to the close to the vest. Um, I'm sure that perspective is definitely skewed by living in a one-party state that's deep, deep blue. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I'm not going to actually, I got to sit on my opinions because someone's going to yell at me. And it's generally considered, I mean, the way that I grew up, you know it's bad etiquette to go into mixed company and just start shouting out political opinions. That does not happen here. And there's like certain places where I used to stop for a beer after work. And I just just can't go there because someone is literally like, slapping their hand on the table and yelling about trump i'm like just this is bad fucking manners man like mm-hmm. just like look around like do you think everyone is just what drove me nuts is not that when people disagree with you i love that because you can it can foster a valuable conversation but what drove me nuts is the assumption that like well here i go and i'm just operating on the assumption that everyone in this space agrees with me So So it says two things like you're either ignorant or you're just really fucking rude. And either way, like, I don't want to spend time around those people.
0: Okay. So going back to what we were talking about yesterday, um, do you feel like you because it you're describing what what it sounds like to me you're describing is the equivalent of moving to Florida. But you moved you went to a different bar (laughs) instead of standing your ground in the bar that you love, you know, and love and you let this these lefties slam their hands on the table screaming about Trump to chase you out of there and now you have a new bar how do you feel about that uh no i wouldn't say that why wouldn't you stay and fight instead of uh leaving because i don't have the time or energy to get into a screaming political match every day that i'm off work but maybe that's not the yeah i mean i hear you and i'm i'm
3: not trying to shame you i just want to know what your why it's different? Uh, for me, it comes down to who do I want to be around, right? I have. Couldn't you make that same argument, though, for leaving California? Well, that's why I'm not leaving California. But don't you want to be around more like minded people? I think the chasm between getting a beer after work at a different spot and moving my family away from both of our families to a different state, starting all over as a. As a couple who both owns their own businesses, be financially devastating to us. That's a pretty wide chasm between those two things.
0: I see it as
3: a the
0: slow creep. So one day it's the bar, next day it's you know something else.
3: Uh, see, I, I don't agree with that because when we are talking about the idea of a secession, and I really, I I put quite a bit of confidence into the idea of a silent secession, right? And the idea being that this like, okay, so let's take, let me take it to like a different subject. So let's just talk about uh vaccine mandates, right? And I'll bring it back around. I'm not mm-hmm. just changing course here mm-hmm. is we talked about vaccine mandates. I, I'm not vaccinated. You're not vaccinated, but I still believe like if you're a business, uh, a restaurant, a bar, whatever, and you want to have a vaccine mandate, good on you. It's your business. You should mm-hmm. be able to do whatever you want. It's my it's, it's up to me whether I want to go there or not. If I want to jump through the hoops that you propose that I jump through to shop, to spend money at your business, right? Or I can just go somewhere else. I can go to another place. We did that with masks. Are you soon? Which is why, like also why I switched (laughs) my after work beer place. I was like, these people aren't going to to hassle me about masks. These people are. So I'm just, it's no hard feelings. You guys do what you want to do. I'm just going to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So it's, if that, given this after work beer scenario place, it's like, if this is who they want to pack their bar with, that's, I'm fine with that. Like, I don't need to go there. There's other places I can go. And so in
0: your silent secession, uh, how does that solve the problem of regaining California for us? for sane people instead of letting the small fringe minority of lefties ruin every single place we ever want to go. Because that's what, that's what happened in that place that you're talking about is that a small minority pressured them into being, it's not a small minority. (laughs) I think
3: it is. I don't think so.
0: I think the vast majority of people that go in there would have been fine either way with, with, how do you mean? Well, with, with the mask issue, or, you know, the, the new place that we started going to mm-hmm. treated us differently. Yeah. I think the vast majority of people that went to the old place would have been fine being
3: treated the way that the new I place it's a ga- us. I think it's a galvanization of being around the people that you want to be around. If, like, if you guys want to flock here, good luck. I was like, I go to this other place and everyone seems to be more aligned to the things I believe in. And it's everyone in my, in my mind is just normal. It's like okay, cool. This this will be the spot that I go to. I don't re- I don't really I don't attribute any value to having like my spot. Yeah, it's not so. Much I just about
0: want to be that. around like it's, people that I'm aligned with, and that's not what I'm trying to get at. I'm trying to change the the place. To, I'm trying to make a positive change and stop the slide into communism. Mm-hmm. That's the greater purpose of me even talking about this mm-hmm. that's why i want to say something that's why i want to have an argument with someone that's why i want to fight for my friends who these losers try to cancel is because i feel like just well i'll just go somewhere else is not going to ever make a change that's going to stop this from happening and it's just going to keep creeping and creeping and creeping until we're squeezed out of
3: all of the other places that we wanted to go to also so if you're going into a place and you know that everyone disagrees with me like like honestly like intellectually, how many minds do you really think you're going to change by getting into arguments with people? Well, I don't know if I would change any, but it,
0: and I, I'm not saying that's the right solution. Yeah. I was just asking you what, where you stand on that because I, I don't think just going somewhere else is the right solution either. And it's something that we should probably come to terms with and come up with the right solution or come up with a strategy. They have a fucking strategy. They've had a strategy for decades and it's working and they're changing all of our institutions over to this maniacal communist uh, ideology. And we don't, all we have is, well, I'm just going to go somewhere else. And I just think,
3: <laughs> you know, it's like, but, it's but your not, solution is I'm going to go in there and get I, a bunch of arguments no, and not change anything I didn't say that, that
0: was my solution. Yeah. I didn't say that was my solution. Okay. I'm not actually proposing that I'm more proposing. I'm more just saying like, well, I'm not going to just go somewhere else. I don't know what I'm going to do, but mm-hmm. I'm tired of just like walking away and going and, and just leaving the, the place that I love to them. Like, okay, you can have it. I'll go somewhere else. Like I have, I have no, I have no, oppo- I have no emotions attached to any place. I want to be around the people that I want to be around. Then go, then leave California. Didn't you know, we, did we already have this discussion? <laughs> well, I know, but you don't, because your family, you wouldn't want to leave your family. Yeah. Right. So you just want to be around your family. Well, I also, that. I. I'm, but you did at one point want to leave California because you wanted to be, you didn't want to be around these people that are, yeah. I mean, that was your impetus for wanting to leave. Yeah. Right. But then you decided, well, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay and fight and, I, and try to change California for the better. And I'm just, and well, I'm not, I'm not trying to, uh, to, to create a, a, an argument here with you. I'm just, I'm just, what I'm, I'm honestly, <laughs> I, I like to argue. Don't get me wrong. You do? But I'm going, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that there's a much bigger issue at hand here. And that's um, what I'm trying to get to is what the fuck are we doing? How are we going to mm-hmm. make this change and stop these psychopaths from ch- like ruining everything that we love? Cause eventually we're not going to, I know you don't have a, an emotional attachment to a certain place, but they they ruin one place. They're going to ruin the next place. They're going to ruin the place Place after that, and we're just gonna keep hopscotching to some to the till we're all in the tip of Florida, you know, locally speaking, or or whatever. They're ruining the schools, then they're forcing you to go to the schools, and then they're gonna make it illegal to homeschool, and then they're they're just slowly chipping away at all of the things that that we are trying to do in order to prevent them from injecting chemicals into our children, forcing us to poison our children. And it's like, eventually we have to fucking, and I don't know what the answer is, but we have to stop them. We have to do something and say enough is enough already. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm not running away. Right. I'm going to fight. But what does that fight look like? I know it's not just going and getting in an argument with the first person I see in the bar, Mm -hmm. but what the fuck is it? Like, let's come up with a plan here. Well, if you have a solution, (laughs) I would love to hear it. I wanted you to give me one. (laughs) Uh, speaking of how shitty California is, did you hear about this law that they
3: passed? I just read the new California laws.
0: Okay. The uh, the minimum wage for- uh, Oh, I did see that one. That's for fast one food again. workers. Yeah. They What they've done basically is make it illegal to be poor.
3: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: So if you don't make enough money, that's against the
3: law. Also, to, total totally take. coincidence. Have you seen the unrolling, unveiling, if you will- of all the new, um, the new, uh, progression in the automation industry in fast food restaurants. <laughs> yeah. And the <laughs> what first <a> coincidence, <laughs> the first <laughs> McDonald's they're showing that, Hey, here's their first, I think this might've been in Denver. The first McDonald's like, there's no one working here. It's completely automated. Yeah. Like, yeah. Probably coincidence. Right.
0: I mean, it would be cheaper to just hire kids. Yeah and pay them what is uh, used to be a, a minimum wage, but we can't do that anymore. No. We're not allowed to do that because these poor 16-year-olds need to have a living wage, right?
3: Yeah. No, so, no, they don't. So stupid. You're outlying entry-level jobs. Exactly. When I was a kid, I got a job as a 14-year-old, I believe, and I was paid below minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And the guy told me, like, you're not legally supposed to be working. Yeah. Is that a pizza parlor? And I was like, well, how much you can pay me? He told me, I was like, which was a lot of money at that time. I was like, yeah. I mean, I just need money for the new Slayer album and a right. skateboard. <laughs> I'm good. We're good here. I'll work my ass for off for you.
0: Yeah, that's how that works. Totally. Ugh, I hate the minimum wage argument.
3: It's just so nonsensical. Um. Yeah, meanwhile- I didn't need a living wage. I saw four years ahead of me of living with my parents still and then paying my car insurance. I don't have the clip, but- um, when I was listening to Liberty
0: Lockdown, he I thought it was his, but I went back and tried to find and I couldn't find the clip. Um he played a, a PSA mm-hmm. from California about what to do in a nuclear
3: attack. Oh uh Is that like a song? That wasn't uh it wasn't Liberty was it Liberty Lock? I know the one you're talking about. I heard it. And I yeah, I'm I'm it was a couple of weeks ago, so I'm kind of yeah, I'd taken six hours of podcasts a day. So yeah, I think I <laughs> must have it must not have
0: been because I went back and <laughs> tried to scan through every single one. I couldn't fucking find it. But and then I couldn't find it on YouTube or anything either. But it was this terrible song about what to do if there's a nuclear attack in California. And it's like stay inside. <laughs> where it's like <laughs> you know you'll be okay if you just stay inside and don't
3: be afraid and all this and I'm just thinking like so our fucking governor what's What's, what's even funny is when I heard that I I like queued into the you know I kind of tuned into it like halfway through it and I thought it was a COVID related of like them telling kids to stay inside oh. I was like you fucking deranged maniacs and I'm like wait this is of like COVID and that really is about a nuclear attack I'm like you fucking deranged <laughs> <laughs> maniacs, exactly <laughs>
0: So the, the fucking governor, instead of actually uh, trying to solve real issues, he's spending a billion dollars that we don't have to end mm-hmm. homelessness, the same way he ended it in San Francisco right. when he was the mayor. I mean, he's just <laughs> chipping away. Yeah. Just chipping away. He could, he could make a stand right now. Like California is probably more vulnerable than most states um, from nuclear attack, not just from Russia, but China as well. We're very close to them, right? Mm -hmm. It is really important that we don't have a nuclear war, especially for Californians. It would be nice. It would be really, really bad, right? He could, he's probably one of the most powerful governors in America, if not the most powerful. He could very easily just say, we're not doing this Ukraine bullshit. We're not poking Russia anymore. Right. We don't support that at all. Just him saying that, he wouldn't even have to do anything. Just saying that out loud would be a huge shift in the narrative mm-hmm. that is having us careening towards nuclear war mm-hmm. right now with
3: Russia right instead we're doing up to 100 we just gave them 46 another 46 billions we're up to 110 billion who can keep track it. yes that we know of yeah and that's not counting what we gave to them through FTX <laughs> right, right. buddy Sam Bankman right. Freed but no what's, hey, what's the over under we decide like uh, what what's the over under when Sam Bankman Freed using my finger close here commits suicide kills himself <laughs>
0: We he already just got, We're already on the it, record uh, just, he
3: did not kill himself. Aren't they just transferring him to the same prison that Jeffrey Epstein was in? Are they really? I think so. Oh my gosh. I thought when he
0: went into the hospital, that was going to be, yeah,
3: that was going to be it, <laughs> man. I don't want to be like macabre and just a, a sicko, but well, he's out on bail. I see that stuff and I get like excited. I'm like, uh, my pronouns are, I told you so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, so instead of, yeah, instead of him, uh, saying we're not doing the war with the Russia thing, he comes out with a public service announcement, that tells you to stay inside in case of a nuclear attack. Fuck That's, off. <laughs> That's good leadership right there. These people are so dangerous. They're so reckless. The shit that they're doing and not doing is threatening all of our lives. Yeah. Like, listen to this. Um, <clears throat> this was uh, Joe Biden when Zelensky was in his was in the White House or in the uh, Capitol, mm-hmm. and he had that green.
3: Was he part of the J Six thing?
0: Oh no, they. <laughs> yeah. <invited>. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> no, the police let him in.
3: Yeah, I, dude, I love the opposite. Like what we talk about a lot with the uh, the whole COVID pandemic is is the thing that we railed against a lot is like, I'm not doing this theater. I'm, I'm not wearing a mask 10 feet to my table in a restaurant and taking off. That's ridiculous. This is fucking stupid. This is theater. Can we admit this is theater? That same thing, what happened with Zelensky being at the Capitol, he came in in like these semi-casual like combat fatigues, what they were trying to do. That was no accident. Not, when people, you know, all these people on the cultural, you know, cultural, right. Going like, that's so disrespectful. Like you wear a suit. Blah, blah, blah. I like, think, no, yeah. this is, it, like these optics this is intentional none of this shit is accidental they didn't just whisk him in, like ah, i guess that's what he's wearing is what they're trying to do is to instill the image to the rest of you fucking npc morons going oh look we just pulled him right off the battlefront like right from the right from the front lines Still have his he's battle here, sweatshirt like on. desperate for money like are you guys are you guys are you guys are fucking buying this like all he's missing is like carrying a rifle at this point like give me a fucking break donald trump jr called him a welfare queen yeah, I love uh, Rampol's Paul's move. He Venmoed Zelensky six hundred dollars and one cent yeah. so the IRS would audit. <laughs> audit <him. laughs> okay, well listen,
0: listen to this.
4: And now Ukraine desperately needs more capabilities, mm-hmm. including long-range missiles uh, attackums. Maybe I sound naive, but. Can we make long story short and give Ukraine all capabilities it needs and uh, liberate all territories rather sooner than later? Thank you.
2: I'm sorry. His answer is yes. <laughs>
3: That's so funny. <laughs> Poking a nuclear superpower in the chest. That's funny. I agree. Well, a moment of levity between President Biden and President uh, Zelensky of Ukraine gosh. is the two leaders held at a joint news conference at the White House yesterday. A historic moment. Later in the day, Zelensky... Just that
0: fucking tone of voice from the morning Joe guy, like fuck off oh, yeah. a moment of levity. Ah, oh, isn't that great? Isn't that They're funny? talking about long range tactical missiles, poking so the can... fringes of world war three. Yeah. I, uh, so at least least you're paying for it, by the way, at least they brought some levity yeah. to the situation though. You know, stay inside just in case there's a nuclear attack. Well, la- you- fucking assholes. So, um, I wanted to clear out some of these clips that I've been sitting on for a while. Okay. Um, I think we could stay. on i I'm going
4: to get me um, a beer.
0: Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so here is a gender activist talking to Congress via Zoom. This is like right off of C-SPAN. Um, and she's being asked about uh, whether or not children, parents have the right to know if their children are going to transition or not. She's asking, say that again. Congress is asking her. Okay. Gotcha she's, gotcha. she's an activist. Okay. Um, and she basically works for this uh, advocacy organization called Inside Out Youth Services. She's the CEO and executive director. And I guess that they are, she's informing a lot of policy. I want to say in uh, Colorado. Okay.
3: I'm, like, preemptively angry already.
4: <laughs> oh. person is safe and protected. We have... Uh, we are constantly filing reports of abuse and neglect because of parents I, I, I not the seeing the of, people of, who they are. It sounds like
3: you're deflecting the question a little bit. Uh, I understand cases There's of abuse. Microphone. There's laws to protect the abuse. I mean, schools actually are legally obligated Texas. to report cases of abuse. What? Same for churches and, and, and the like, anyone who deals with young people. But, uh, you know... Do parents have a right? Should they be informed about what's going on? Do they have a right to know what's going on in their kids' lives?
4: So I think, again, those of us who are protecting and supporting young people are there and trusted with the information of the things that they are dealing with. In terms of parents' rights to know at schools, I mean, here in Colorado, parents don't have the right. If a young person is questioning their gender or their sexuality. There okay. are laws in place that say that they have the right to process that with their trusted counselor
3: so, so you do, and so forth. You do a significant amount of your work with kids even starting at age 13. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. what, what would be the age of consent then in your, in your mind?
4: Uh, In our community, the age of consent to mental health therapy is 12 years old. So we have laws that enable young people to connect with trusted adults who can support them. That is just so important. It prevents suicide. And so we serve young people at 13 because we know.
3: No, it doesn't. There were no suicides. Uh, I would also add in, <laughs> this us ruffle some feathers, but let's look at the suicide rates of people after they transitioned. Exactly. That's something to look I, into. I
0: would like to see the suicide rates before this was even a thing. And so I'm not poking. Ten years I'm, ago.
3: I'm not poking fun of mental illness. Like they're, they're, these kids, they are profoundly in need of help. 100%. And they are being exploited by
0: and women like this. They are not getting help. They're yeah. getting essentially tortured. Yep. by these psychopaths. So just another thing that we have to fight against another step towards communism, because I mean, how obvious is that you as a parent do not have the right to know about your child's mental health issues at <sighs> they're 12 years old, <clears throat> because at 12 they are considered mature enough to keep that, uh, To to deal with that just between them and a perfect fucking stranger uh, employee of the state, Mm -hmm. you know, who is probably a trained Marxist and also being, uh, like you said, exploiting these kids for some
3: sort of gain, whether it's financial or not. I think what this woman is speaking to lends itself to a larger thought paradigm, which is something we talk about continually on this podcast, is that... This this issue is a microcosm for a larger ideology and what that is is this person this activist and you know you talked about homeschooling earlier as I'm seeing there is a there's an aggressive push to outlaw homeschooling yeah. and they're thinking it's a completely different psychological template and so it's hard to wrap your mind around because when you hear their talking points you're like that that makes no like I I not only do I disagree with that I'm just baffled. I'm confused by that. And what that is, is that psychological template is these people truly feel that children and all human beings, but children are wards of the state. It's like, no, they're, 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 possessions of the collective yes and the notion of them was like no they're someone's kids and the parents get the say to what to do we've with heard them say that out loud repeatedly yeah in the last now, i'm years. not being hyperbolic right no. now this is what they're saying like no we need to come upon the understanding um what was the was it karen brazil i can't remember ferndale <laughs> wow, Donna <laughs> Brazil! Wow, Max Groff from seventh grade. Shout out, Karen, in case you're listening. <laughs> that was uncomfortable. <laughs> hey, do can we take five? Fo- t- take five? I need to look at my earbud for a little bit. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> that was odd <clears throat> is they come around and say like no we need to make the realization to have people like recognize that like children to a certain extent almost sometimes 100 percent, are possessions of the state they're, they don't belong to the parents they belong to you know the system the, to the state the collective yeah and yeah, yeah and people like us yeah they're like are you a, are you out of your fucking mind no you're and, just yeah. communist yeah
0: is it, is that just, there's nothing more, I mean, Mao couldn't it, say it better himself. It, it, yeah. It's like,
3: and that's, that's the, the ideological disconnect when we talk to people like this or this activist that you're playing clips from. I'm just like, I, I can't believe they're just saying this out loud. And you have to remind yourself like, no, 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 no. You, you got to back up. You know how we talked about in the last yeah. podcast, they're working backwards. Right. You no, they well, truly believe this, this, they're starting off the you got to realize like what their kind of hub is what their fl- philosophical hub is is like no it's all part of the collective it's all part of the state yep. and we work out from there yep and w- here we are like out on the tire or the rim you know <laughs> getting this you know they've thought their ideas through and, we, and it finally reaches people like us we're like you got to be out of your mind are you really proposing this yep yep um
0: just to jump jump back actually to the previous clip too the this kind of stuff, it's no coincidence that we started hearing a ton of this in the last 2 years, mm-hmm. right? Because they needed a crisis in order to put all of this shit working backwards into our lexicon yep. and into our minds and just these ideas. Well, what better crisis is there than a nuclear war, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the real reason that they're poking this bear. I think they actually want a war. If a war breaks out, oh yeah. They can push through every single thing that yep. they're talking about. Your kids are not yours. It's a, it's a, we're at war time. Lockdowns. Right? CBDC. CBDC. We, we can't do money anymore. We have to do central bank digital currency because we're at war. Yeah. And what more justification you need? Whoops. We're at war. Are we the war that you started? Right. That you asked for and then celebrated when it happened and then dumped gasoline onto the fire. Oh, whoops, we're at war. Now you can't mm-hmm. have any of your rights anymore. It's,
3: I, when we did our last episode and we talked about the catastrophic contagion tabletop exercise that mm-hmm. they did in October 23rd. 2022, man I'm getting so deep in this stuff and I can like start memorizing <laughs> dates as home getting disturbing and I had the way that we talked about that the COVID pandemic directly mirrored the event 201 and that morning before we podcast I was thinking I was like man when you really look at the timeline of this stuff you start to see like there's a pretty strong argument to be made that the COVID pandemic you know with a sur- survivability rate of 99.97% It was the dry run. So event 201 was the plan. COVID was the dry run. And this next thing will be like where they really try to pull it off because they all, every, when we talk about crisis, solution, action, it's all, every action seems to be the same thing, which is CBDC and a lockdown, centralized control. And so the things that you're talking about right now. So, it could be, I'm saying, like the genius, the evil genius of this template, it could be a contagion, it could be a virus, it could be a world war, it could be the climate, which it was originally proposed as. We, you know, we look at the old table, tabletop exercises that they did. So, I don't think that you're completely off your mind by proposing this. No, I think that that's
0: why they're not afraid of this nuclear war. They think, well, there'll be some collateral damage. Yeah. But we'll be able to kind of pump the brakes. We'll pull back. They don't want to be nuked any more than we do. Yeah. So we'll be able to control it. Yeah. Because they're psychos. They don't, and they don't, for one, they don't care. And for two, they don't know anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so they just think that they can pull something like this off. Also
3: something to think about then We talk about the notion of the state and there's this kind of notion of a centralized power structure is, and we talk about like when you talk to your average kind of NPC blue pillar and you go, and when they ask you like, do you really think they would do something They would just kill children? I'm like, well, they don't give a shit about killing children own children on the other on the other side of the world like do you really think they'd care about like what are they only interested in the children in this one like geographical boundary <laughs> here called the United States if like they're pushing for a new world order anyway and we are in the business. America is the number one purveyor of killing children all over the world with drone strikes and you know overseas military aggression. Like all, but they care about these children. It's like get the fuck out! Of here. These people, psycho- these people are psychopaths. They don't give a shit. They're doing anything to achieve power and to. Well, if they cared about children, they wouldn't be
0: pushing gender reassignment therapies on children or vaccines. Or va- pushing experimental vaccines on six months. Or turning the frogs children. gay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but they don't care about children any more than they care about people. They, they're they anti human. Yeah. Their whole, if they cared about children, they wouldn't be trying to get poor countries to stop using fossil fuels. Useless eaters. They wouldn't use terms like that.
3: Yes. Either.
0: it's their, They do. And, they put them, will, and put
3: it on their have TED Talks and say things like that. They will
0: do whatever it takes to gain central control over the entire globe. And they have they have different tactics. Um, and whether it's a war or a, a climate change or a virus or whatever, they're going to use whatever tactics they can. And back when, uh, you know, to bring it back again, once again to the Soviet Union, and Solzhenitsyn was writing about it, you know, class was the... The struggle, right? Yeah. They didn't actually care about class. They yeah. wanted power. Yeah. But they used class to divide people into the bourgeoisie and the proletariat, the, the rich people and the working class people. And then they turn right around and imprison 30 million working class people right. for the simplest of offenses or, or less. Or no offenses. Or no offense at all. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we don't really see that as much now. You do see that, but race is a big one mm-hmm. now.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: The white anti-white racism in our world is just off the charts. And you just saying that out loud, um, you know, makes my skin crawl a little bit because I I feel that um I feel the eyes looking at me I'm like, "Oh, you poor white guy." Like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's uncomfortable to say that. Mm-hmm. But it really is. I mean, I I looked at the news clips that I get through uh, Gravian.com and it's like one out of 10 clips are some wacky professor like that clip that I played to that professor saying that white people right are, were the problem right just a couple episodes ago right here's another one this is a anti white activist actually a white lady but listen to this
3: <laughs> just gonna say it's <laughs> of course it's <laughs> ominous how most of these people are also white yes <laughs> it's white women you That's have to be thing. yes you have
0: to be an ally of this uh, the most awful thing in the world is racism right there's nothing. Worse than being a racist. Well, what
3: it it, is, I think what it is, is that to bring it back to the gulag archipelago is when neighbors started turning on neighbors for no reason at all. It's like, I need to do like this, the woke mob, cultural Marxism, it it inevitably through history eats itself. It feeds on its own. Right. No one is saying, well, it has because to. it's based, it's not based on any sound intellectual. Correct. Philosophies. Right. It's, 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 it's a, it's basically, it's an ideological Ponzi scheme. Right. right? And it, 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 it needs really more fails. suckers. Exactly. And so these people, these, you know, white women's professors that yeah. jump on in this, which they're like vicious, like some of the most vicious, most uh, more right. aggressive people you ever see. It's like, no, they're also smart. They see the writing on the wall. Like I got to get ahead of curve on this one. And I got to like, I got to direct that spotlight, not on me, but on someone else. Right. Like they have to know that I'm an ally. And if there wasn't someone to and, direct, which won't towards- matter. It's going to end up eating right. them anyway. Be, well, think about it. If they didn't have,
0: if they looked at it logically and said, well, I don't really think it's the world's that racist. Boom. All that power that you yeah. would have had is totally gone. Yeah. Your seat at the table, gone.
3: Yeah, right. it's you, a, cur- you it's can't
0: a- get in, So you have to direct it at more and more people, like in the Gulag Archipelago going after your neighbors. You it's have to have something to direct it at. If you don't, then you're the target.
3: It's a and currency it's a currency stops, made of false virtue.
0: The day she puts down this argument, says I don't believe that anymore, instantly,
3: yeah. boom, she's a target. They're coming for you. Totally.
1: We are both white women. We are inherently a danger and spaces for black, indigenous, and other people of color simply by existing. And when we choose not to recognize that and acknowledge that and navigate the world with that knowledge, we go from being dangerous to being an active threat. If we don't like that, then we need to change the systems and destroy whiteness. Not expect Black, Indigenous, and other people of color to take the risk to let us into their space. Or to- she um, said, "Destroy whiteness,"
0: right there. I- How?
3: I don't. I don't want to derail us. Yeah, but I'm gonna make a prediction. She owns at least three cats. <laughs> <laughs> you want to put some money on this? Uh, I just saw one walk across the background. So uh, yeah. okay, so we're, we're good for one.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> She said right there, destroy whiteness. And you hear that kind of a lot. Mm -hmm. That woman, that teacher from Rutgers, Mm -hmm. said something similar. She said, like, I just want to take these people out. Yeah. But I don't believe in resorting to violence. It's like, wait a second. (laughs) 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 What what do you mean, then? Logical incongruency. (laughs) Yeah. So this lady just said, we need to destroy whiteness. That is so goddamn close to saying, right. we need to destroy white people. What? Like a dog whistle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, someone. So someone's going to have to take it one step further than her, or else they're not doing their job, right? Like we were just talking about. Well, that's like interesting
3: they, because a couple couple of episodes, episodes ago, we really hit hard the, the crackdown, basically the orwell S crackdown of speech, and speech equals violence. Mm-hmm. And what they are trying to do is make the logical connection, which I think we're still going to see, of like, this guy said this, you know, you're Alex Jones or whatever Republican senator, and it ended up with this mass shooting, right? We talked about, we put it within the context of Kanye West and, you know, that all that anti-Semitic fucking stuff that he was saying it's like okay it's only gonna be a matter of time and once this horrific event happens targeting the Jewish community at this point that we can draw that back to Kanye West like all right, now we need we can all agree we need hate speech laws it's it's funny because these people are doing the exact same thing wait what there's no ever pushback yeah they're directly saying like we need to destroy basically whiteness
0: whiteness
3: yeah Which, what is
0: whiteness? So, she could get off the hook because she's not saying we need to kill people. Mm -hmm. She's saying we need to destroy whiteness. Well, in South Africa right now, they just passed a new law that is going to make it very easy to take away (coughs) farmland from white people. Oh, they've been doing that for years. They have been, but now they're like codifying it into law that your skin color means that we can take away your farmland, which is exactly the opposite of what the, you know, apartheid protests were, were railing against. And welcome to clown world. This, this slow creep that I keep bringing up of we're going towards communism. We're going into the gulag eventually is happening right here. They, her saying we need to destroy whiteness. Is one just hair away from saying we need to destroy white people? Mm-hmm. Someone is going to one up her on this video. Oh yeah, it's on her trajectory, and they're not going to get any pushback for it, yeah. except from people like us who you know aren't making an impact in the mainstream media anytime soon. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like this is this is not just some kooky person from clownworld. Well, you're certainly not this- helping that cause tonight. Shit. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's fucking, it's really scary. Like, we are at the precipice right now of letting shit like this slide without, and again, I don't know what to do, but we're, if we let this stuff slide, we're just going to be, we're sitting around the gulag going, why didn't we do something? <laughs> <laughs> i let her finish up here. We are oh, both white up.
1: women. Nice. Or to demand comfort and abuse the education that they offer us. The systems of whiteness make us dangerous. That's not individually insulting. Process that idea.
3: Maybe not to you. If it's in the,
1: the
4: How'd you like to be su- very su- active in working I with the social media.
3: Would you like to be stuck at uh, Christmas dinner next to her? <laughs> oh man, I think <laughs> she lives next door to you, Like, Oh. Uh, <sighs> How about them Giants? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Catch Forty Nine er game? No, no, not a sports. Game. Okay, no, okay. It's a- okay. J- sorry, sorry,
1: no, sorry. No, my bad.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think um, you know what? I'm gonna uh, just going I'm gonna hit you with this, Pat. Oh boy. We we talk about how fucked up the world is all the time. We do, and I think sometimes we forget to acknowledge how great the world is at the same time. Okay, and that's why we need to fight. That's why we need are doing this podcast because we believe in the world uh, as a beautiful place, and we believe in <laughs> capitalism. We believe in freedom and liberty, and uh, and that's what we're that's what we're fighting for. But there's a really great show on HBO mm-hmm. called White Lotus. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna recommend that you watch it because you know, there's zero <laughs> chance of that ever happening, <laughs> but. Uh, our, uh, our friend, uh, Jennifer Coolidge, do you know who that is? No. Stifler's mom from American Pie. Oh yes. Yeah. So we actually got to hang out with her a bit yeah. and, uh, my buddy John was dating her right. in New Orleans Yeah, and she is so goddamn funny. Here, let me get that name you just yeah, dropped. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Thanks. I, <laughs> there I you knew going to happen. <laughs> um, and so it's just fun to, anyways, we, we love the show because she's in it mainly, but this Moment happened in the show and I thought, holy shit, I have to make sure I record that because it totally summed up what we were talking about the other day about how beautiful the world actually is in a weird way.
2: Goals? What? <laughs> goals? Yeah. What's some of your goals? I don't know. Be satisfied? Yeah, that'd be nice. I think you just gotta live every day as it comes, do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I do anyway. Who knows if we're even gonna be here tomorrow?
4: Yeah. Mm. It's very true, the world's a fucked up place, Oh, What's wrong with it? Are you joking?
1: Pretty fucking good world, I'd say.
4: Literally everything's
2: falling apart. You'd rather live in the middle ages then, would ya? When they're ripping each other to shreds, yeah? They were way worse than ISIS or any of them lot. It's a fucking miracle anyone's even left in Europe. All we've been doing is just fucking hacking each other to bits and burn each other at the stake. I'm ready for have a beer. What I'm saying is, right, we're fucking lucky. Do you know what I mean? I've living in the best time in the history of the world, on the best fucking planet. If you can't be satisfied living now, here, you're never going to be satisfied. <laughs> so let's get pissed. Hey. Beautiful. Good
0: fucking point. <laughs> yeah, right? I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shout out to Stephen Pinker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh,
3: I got. I got thinking about uh, that. That's that's. I mean, I know we're fucking around. as <laughs> where we want to do. <laughs> is that I try to give myself a little poke in the proverbial ribs a um, couple times during the day because I get like deep into the stuff. Uh, not because I'm a cob or depressed or you know I think it makes me edgy or anything like that, but it's interesting to me. And it's also that what I have in this world you know, the life that I get to live, where I was born, the family that I have, the place that, you know, the house I get to live in, the job that I have, you know, every, all the resources that I have available to me is I try, no, I do, I do, I, I, I genuinely do make myself, remind myself, I'll figure that out in therapy, <laughs> but that, like, you are so goddamn lucky to be where you are and to have what you have Yeah. And but I think that's also it it creates a bit of not to turn this into a therapy session, but it does create a bit of an emotional like frailty because you cherish it so much, you value it so much. Yeah. And it's like you're it's like if this were to ever be taken away from me, it would be one of the most devastating things, you know. It's it would it would be horrific. It's why we're so motivated yes to fight for it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that uh, if I lived in some shithole and had no hope of ever getting out of it, I lived in uh, like even a place like Mexico where the hard work that you do ends up all going back to some state or some uh, criminal or some cheat or, you know, it's you can never actually pull yourself up. Yeah. Why not adopt communism at that point? But we are, like you said, so lucky to be born in the country that we were born in, have the uh, privileges that we have here, the, sa- to, the safety that we have, the, yeah, the relative liberty. Yeah, pro- it's even though we complain about it all the time, it's we're living in the freest place that that's, there is, and we see how valuable that is, and it's that's I think why it's so important for us to to want to preserve that and fight for it.
3: Yeah, I think that's what also makes us so. Uh, what, what? Passionate about it? Mm-hmm. Dogmatic. Um, so kind of headstrong about it. It's like when you look around to things going in a certain direction and it just, you feel like you are the one guy at the party. Like what? What? The the apartments on fire. We gotta leave. We gotta leave. We gotta leave. We gotta leave. Everyone's like, nah, everything's fine. You're Like, yeah, you no, know, I'm serious. Like, yeah. I've seen this before. I've read about it in history. Like, we need to get out of this building. It's it's a little frustrating, but what's the most valuable thing that, as we talked about earlier, with doing something like this podcast or with LibertyLifestyle is that we've got to network with other people. And what I've enjoyed about it most is going like, it's not just us. This we're not this fringe. All you, you're not going to be able to fit all of us into the tip of Florida, right? Right. We're, people are everywhere. They're just like staying silent. they like they don't want to ruffle any feathers. They want to get in arguments. You know, getting a beer after work. They're just like I just trying to lay low, trying to do my own thing. I really want to have a strong family, a strong community, like a strong social circle. And it's, I don't know. I th- there's just a lot more of us out there than. I, well, there is, which I've learned from doing this. Yeah. And we talk to them every day now, which is awesome. Yep. We're just uniting the arms of Voltron, right? <laughs> that's, that's, what, <laughs> that's what I was getting at. I just got tongue tied.
2: Cisco system and Cyber, cyber Bastion, a diaspora owned small business.